I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in Episode 30 of the Dynasty Debates. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host, some might say. You can catch me on Twitter at FFEvanLution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates. You can also email at DynastyDebates at gmail.com. It's just that easy. Our final session with the wonderful Garrett Price is up today. We've got our last two prospects with Garrett, and then we will be moving on covering more running backs this week with a new special guest, no spoilers, but super quick recap in case this is your first episode in the series. This is our Building the Big Board series going now all the way through the draft. We are covering off prospects two at a time, giving you just digestible shorter episodes probably four or five times a week, talking what we like, what we don't like, and telling you roughly where we would draft them in a rookie draft. Hopefully you are enjoying this new series and hopefully you're finding it helpful. So without further ado, we are going to jump straight in. Something is wrong with you! I got a fever! Adam himself could not resist the temptation of rookie fever. Here is where things could get a little bit spicier. So again, this class, um, and I think a lot of people would agree with us that this class is, after the first couple, it very much becomes uh, a personal preference thing, I would say. It depends sure. on what you're looking for, maybe as an evaluator, but especially for the NFL teams, what they need in their scheme. So this is where we might start getting a little bit of spice here, a little bit of a little bit of interest, um, a little bit of of disagreement. Um, is Garrett's turn up next? And I believe he is talking Zamir White. Is that right, Garrett? I'm a big Zamir White fan, yeah. So Zamir White, for those of you those of you who may not know, he is a Georgia Bulldog. He's a junior as well. Seems like everyone is a junior so far. He's 22, so he's a little bit older. You'll find out why in a moment. Now, interestingly, he is a very interesting backstory. He was a five-star recruit from Scotland County High School in Lornburg, North Carolina. He was ranked as the number one running back in the nation in 2018. And this is funny. I just had to bring this up. He averaged an absurd 14.1 yards per carry his senior season in high school. (laughs) 14.1 yards per carry. That is brilliant. Um, I believe he scored like something like 92 touchdowns in his career, something ridiculous, like in high school. Anyways, um, he also competed in track and field. So it's nice to see those dual athlete um, sort of running backs or, or just NFL prospects. Um, Now the sad news he tore his ACL in a team scrimmage in 2018, which, you know, a difficult enough <laughs> comeback, but even worse than that, he'd already torn the ACL on his other leg in 2017. So he's had a rough, rough run with the ACLs there. Um, he might be the next Frank Gore possibly. Um, and, but all things considered his three seasons at Georgia, he had 382 attempts for 2,043 yards, 5.3 yards per carry and 25 touchdowns he also tagged on 17 receptions for 132 yards 7.8 yards per reception but he didn't get any scores through the air so that's kind of the background the gist of the nuts and bolts of who zamir white 
is um he's a big big dude he's a bad man um but look garrett what are your what are your takeaways on samir what do you love about him yeah i really like samir and i'm i shouldn't say i'm surprised that people are slightly different you know view him a little bit different than i do uh but i think it's partly because one they're scared of of the injuries um acls are obviously you know scary scary things but medicine has evolved so much that it's it's rare for a player to retire and not have an acl injury at some point if you're at a skill position it seems like almost every one of these guys at some point tears an acl uh, or an mcl and then they just you know come back the next year and are just fine so uh, it doesn't scare me nearly as much as it does other people uh but i think the other reason is he really profiles more as a two down back uh i don't envision him being a three down running back i envision him being the lead back of a committee uh but doing a lot of his work on first and second down and around the goal line but we're talking about a player that was nicknamed zeus and there was a reason he was nicknamed zeus i mean you talked about his high school production zeus exactly you talked about his high school production uh you you talked about his recruiting ranking like this guy is built and you look at him and you there's certain players you look at and you're like Oh yeah, that guy's been in the weight room. Zamir White's one of those guys. You know, you just look at him and you can tell that he is just built physically, just powerful, powerful runner. I think he has above average vision. I think he has above average tackle breaking ability. We've seen his burst, his game speed, his acceleration, all of those things increase year by year as he's recovered from those ACL injuries. He's seemingly getting better and better and better. Georgia has this uh, just knack for churning out good running backs. And in fact, under Kirby Smart, there have been three, uh, or their total, there's been four rushers that have rushed for 2,000 yards under Kirby Smart. And Smart, who's been there since, it's either been 2015 or 2016. But those rushers have been Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, DeAndre Swift, and now Zamir White. So that's pretty good company to be in as far as you're, you're talking about two of the best running backs in the NFL right now and another guy that was a first-round pick. And had it not been for his knee issues, we he might have a little bit different career trajectory as well. So uh, it's pretty good company for him to be in. Uh, we're talking about really, really good contact balance, one of the more physical running backs in the class. And he's somebody that seemed to play big in big games. Uh, you, you look at the national championship game. Uh, there was a there were a couple drives there where they just seemingly just kept giving the ball every play because he was getting chunk play after chunk play, seven yards, twelve yards. You know, like just nice solid runs, play in, play out. This is not a guy that has the same type of ceiling as as Brees and Isaiah Spiller, partly because I don't think he's going to be used. Uh, in that capacity, but with the way that the NFL is working toward where a lot of these, these running back backfields are done by a committee. He is the atypical first and second down bruiser that has enough burst to rip off some big plays here and there. And I think, I think Zamir White's a little undervalued in the community right now. Yeah, I absolutely agree with a lot of your points there because I think um, 
you know, he doesn't get a lot of buzz. He really doesn't comparative to what he has been able to produce and comparative like to his just draft profile. Like you said, Um, you know, some things that you said there that I really liked and that I'd written down was that, you know, he relies more on his power and his vision than on his evasiveness. I don't feel like he's an overly shifty, elusive. He's not going to like shake you out of your boots. He's just going to knock you out of your boots. Probably. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Yep. He's a big dude. He's a bad man. And, um, you know, I, I sort of, yeah, I'd written down he doesn't have like overly impressive burst or speed, but he is like one of those guys who doesn't have a lot of big breakaway crazy plays, but he gets these really solid chunk plays over and over and over again. You know, you're yep. like, oh, he just went for seven yards again. Oh, he just went for six yards again. And that's really valuable in the NFL. So absolutely, absolutely. to your point, um, I think and I wrote down, you know, he's a very hard nosed runner. He's just one of those guys who's like he, he has but the nice thing is that he has good vision to couple with that. He's not just running in there willy nilly, just lowering his head and charging and hoping he knocks everyone over. He can knock people over, but he has really, I thought he had pretty solid vision as well, which is really nice to see. I guess, like you said, some of the downsides will just be that he probably looks to be more of a one, two, you know, rather than a three down back. And he may not get a lot of passing work, which could limit his upside at the next level. Where are you at as far as what would be your rookie draft grade on him? Where right now, you know, as, you project as you think about it where would you be comfortable pulling the trigger in a one qb um rookie draft i have i am so close between having him at five and six so he's right there in that range uh as far as draft capital the nice part is i am going to be willing to take him earlier than you're going to need to take him so if i was pressed and had to if i'm there at two in a one qb two 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 three I'm I'm very happy to get him there. The nice part is I think you're going to be able to get him at 210, 211, 212 pretty easily still. Um, and there might even be some times where he slips into the third round. But I think an NFL team is going to like him uh, even more than, than fantasy football people will. Lance Zerline, he just did his uh, running back grades, and he actually had him as the, the fifth running back in the class. So uh, it was good to see he's done a fantastic job with his running back grades uh, for NFL.com over the years. And uh, yeah, uh, that's where I'd be willing to take him. Brilliant. Yeah. Lance is obviously one of the goats when it comes to this sort of stuff. So can't go wrong. Um, listening to him. I, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty with you. I'm probably a little bit lower than you and a little bit higher than where the consensus will be. So I'd be comfortable. I would say in the mid second round, um, just because like I do like him, but there's a couple of guys I have ahead of him as things stand at the moment. And then like, to your point, there's quite a lot of wide receivers that I'm pretty intrigued by, um, at that sure. late end of, end of the first start of the second. So I'd probably be comfortable somewhere in the mid second, um, there now, now we're going to see potentially there might be some more disagreement because we're going to talk one of my top prospects that we haven't got to yet. And that is Tyler Algier. Now I should say, I shouldn't say top prospects. Uh, He's not like my one Oh two, one Oh three or anything like that. He's just, he's one of the guys that I'm intrigued by that I have higher up on my board than, you know, higher up than lower down. Should I say now, Tyler Algier, if you don't know, comes from BYU. So he plays for the Cougars um, or he did play for the Cougars again, a junior. Have we even talked about a running back? That's not a junior yet. I'm not sure. Uh, He's 21 years old. Now he was a zero star recruit out of Kaiser high school in Fontana, California. So not, not great, Bob. Um, He's about five. 
5'11", and depending on who you ask, he's anywhere from 200 to 220 pounds. That's a pretty wide range of outcomes there. I like to explain my weight like that. You know, I'm, I'm between uh, you know around two, 250 to 275, depending yeah. on what you, on what you want to uh, what day it is. But um, he's the all-time leading rusher for Kaiser High School, where he was also a two-way player and played defense. Um, now that interestingly carried over into BYU as a freshman. He played linebacker as well as running back and kick returns. Um, interestingly enough, so 426 out of his 452 attempts came in 2020 and 2021. So the vast far and away bulk majority of his work came in the last two years as a proper running back as he grew into that role more in the BYU offense he had 452 attempts for 2,899 yards 6.4 yards per carry and 36 touchdowns 46 receptions for 437 yards 9.5 yards per reception and one touchdown and in 2021, he played 13 games, and he so he finished out his college career with 276 attempts, so a very healthy amount of carries, 1,601 yards, 5.8 yards per carry, and 23 touchdowns. He also tagged on 28 receptions for 199 yards. Now, a couple interesting things as well before we get into the actual film breakdown. He was 2021 number one, tied number one in rushing touchdowns, tied number five in rushing yards. He was number four in total carries. So utilized by BYU, they liked what they had and they used him a lot. Even after um, Zach Wilson left, I know maybe some people were thinking it could have just been more Zach enjoying, you know, what he brought to the table and favoring him, but he, he got used a lot this year. Now, as far as the interesting thing for me with Tyler is that, he's one of those guys that there's things that I really like about him. And then there's things that I really don't like about him. <laughs> I don't know how you feel Garrett. So I'll get your take on it in a minute with, with Tyler. I mean, I love obviously the underdog story who doesn't love an underdog story. He's not a highly touted, highly recruited player. He came in, cut his, you know, cut his chops on defense, played a mix mixture of roles, worked his way into the bell cow role, took over and um, you know, really went for it. So there's a lot to like there about his work ethic. He seems to be a really, uh, hardworking blue collar kind of player. Um, he does take good angles. I feel like, and he's in the open field. He's a fairly smart runner. He can catch the ball, but he's certainly not a route runner. He's not somebody I'm expecting to split out wide and run a lot of crazy routes or anything like that, but he is a very solid pass catcher, which I think is good. Um, he is a, a good blocker as well. I felt like he was a decent, um, decent pass pro decent blocker. Um, he has a very good build for a running back. So he, whether he comes in at 220, when you look at him, you think that looks like a running back. He's just solid solidly mm -hmm. built um i don't see much evasiveness i don't see a lot of shake and bake in his game he is a little stiff not much wiggle um again unfortunately he lacks the elite athleticism that you'd want to see for somebody that you really expect to blow up at the next level um to fully maximize his potential because i do think there is some things to like about his game um Again, I felt like at times, at least from what I saw, again, Garrett can correct me if I'm wrong. He seemed to struggle to process zone running. He could cut too early or he would run straight into like a defender and stuff like that, whereas he seemed to do better and feel more comfortable in sort of gap or, or power blocking schemes. Um, again, there is upside there. You can see he's got a solid build and you can see you know, runs where he does really well or he catches and he's, he's taking good angles and he's a smart runner. Um, so again, for me personally, it's really going to depend a lot on where he lands and what sort of draft capital he gets at the next level. Um, and I do sort of see a little bit, I, again, you know, 
correct me if I'm wrong here, but I do see a little bit of like sort of a James Connor to his role, to his game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, he's one of those guys who he is better than you think he is, but you know, especially a James Connor from like Pittsburgh. I, I just saw a little bit of that in his game, but Garrett, what are your thoughts on Tyler Algier? Are you interested in him at all? Or do you not see much to like? I'm lower on Tyler uh, than a lot of other people are. Uh, it's, it's not because of the, the physical attributes because I think he's one of the more physical running backs in the class. I think he's got decent speed and burst uh, for a guy of his size. And we're talking about somebody with pretty good uh, balance, contact balance that can catch the ball. And so on paper, like all of those things are like, oh, you can do all of that pretty well. That should be a good running back. My problem is more with the nuanced parts of his game. Um, I feel like he is lacking there. And maybe that's because of the time that he spent uh, focusing on linebacker or what, but he has one of the lowest vision scores in the class for me. Um, right now he is tied for the second lowest uh, vision score in the class. I don't think he's overly patient uh, either. And you're right. He's not a very elusive runner. He's not going to make people miss. So I, I really don't mind that James Connor comp at all. I think Connor has a little bit better vision than he has. Uh, so right now I have Tyler Algier as my He's another one that's a lot of these guys are very close on the border of one to the other. He's right around nine or 10 for me, uh, where I know there's a lot of other people that are, you know, getting him close to that top five. He's more at the low end of, you know, nine, 10 for me right now. Uh, I do, I do see the upside and I think you're absolutely correct. Uh, if he gets in more of a, of a man scheme, a gap scheme, uh, I'm going to be a little bit more interested in him than I will if he's in a zone blocking scheme because a lot of that is diagrammed out for you. This is where you are supposed to run the football. I think when he is more told where he is supposed to go, I think he's going to be better as opposed to having to think on his feet, find the seam, find the gap, hit it at the right time, press the line of scrimmage. I I don't think that's where he excels. So if, if he can land in the right scheme, I think he's going to do better. But... He's a, he's one of the biggest boom bust guys in the in the class for me. Is there is there a, a world where he ends up being one of the top three or four running backs in the class? Well, yeah. If a guy has good size and and decent speed and good contact balance and can catch the football, then then absolutely there's a world where that happens. Does he end up being Trent Richardson 2.0? And you know, is it just can't get it done because some of the more nuanced things in the game are just too much for him? That could absolutely be in the, the case as well. So that's kind of where I'm at with Tyler Algier. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's completely fair enough. And um, you know, I would say for my rookie draft grade, I would I would be, you know, again, I've highlighted some of the things that I like about him, but um that is me trying to be optimistic and again it's not an overly deep class so after the first two or three it just becomes flavors and what you like and i i I, like i think you nailed it and you said i can see the world in which he becomes relevant and in which he becomes a solid nfl contributor i'm not like jumping up and down and can't wait you know to to draft him but as it stands right now i would be probably a like middle to late second would be the highest that i'd be looking to sort of go with with Tyler, um, what about yourself? Would you sort of be in the same area or lower or even lower? I would be lower. I would be closer to early to mid third uh, for me, uh, mostly because that's where I'm really wanting to take my my boomer bust guys. I think in the second round, 
there's still some some safety to be had, and I have no problem swinging for the fences in the second round too. Don't get me wrong. Really, anything after the top six picks, uh, I'm swinging for fences often. Uh, but I want some level of security, and this is just too volatile an asset for me to to want to take him in the second round. So it's going to be closer to the third for me. Absolutely. That that is fair enough. Like you said, um, I think for me, if I'm projecting, hopefully semi-decent draft capital in a decent position, I'd be probably comfortable enough taking him in like sort of the 210, 212 range. But again, if he's drafted, undrafted free agent and he signs with like Jacksonville or something as like the third running back, then no, I, I agree sure. with you. I'm probably not going to draft him at all. But I, um, no, I think he'll get, I think he'll get decent draft capital because uh, him and Abram Smith, both guys that were, were former linebackers, they're going to be useful on special teams as well. And that's really, really valuable for real NFL teams. So I would be shocked if Algier falls past like the fifth Um worst case scenario the sixth but i do think he's going to have at least okay draft capital simply because there's multiple things he can do and and that's valuable for nfl teams absolutely no i agree and it's you know it's obviously good that we've gotten to finally gotten to a stage where we have a little bit of disagreement a little bit of back and forth i think we sort of agree on (laughs) most of the strengths and weaknesses probably just disagree on maybe how much of a strength or how much of a weakness it is sure um but that's always good. Uh, pleasure getting through some of these top running back prospects with you. And again, obviously, anybody who doesn't already, you should definitely be following Garrett at Dynasty Price. You can catch him pretty much every week on the Dynasty Nerds um, Dynasty podcast, which is an absolute treat. Him, Rich, um, chopping it up as usual. And um, yeah, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Really appreciate your insights and um, just you know bringing all the heat as usual been an absolute pleasure is there anything else you want to shout out or anything else you want to plug before we go uh i think i think fitting for this episode if you uh if you're looking to kind of get your your own eyes on these prospects go to the dynasty nerds film room Uh, we have lots of tape on every single player uh but specifically over the past month and a half or so uh, we've really put a heavy heavy emphasis on making sure that we're getting all 22 tape uh into the film room so All of these guys we talked about, uh, I believe, at minimum, have at least one all-22 game and you know three or four broadcast games. But a lot of them have two, three, even four all-22 games that are in the film room, too. So a great place to go check that out. Absolutely. No, 100%. Um, But yeah, thank you so much, Garrett. Really appreciate you. It's been an absolute pleasure, and your insights are invaluable. Thanks again, buddy, and uh, hopefully have you back on again soon. Absolutely. Sounds good, man. Well, there you have it. Another episode in the bag. Thanks very much again to Garrett Price for taking the time to chop it up over those top running back prospects. And don't forget to leave a review and maybe even subscribe if you feel so inclined. We will see you again soon for more Building the Big Board. I drive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a Dynasty debate. <laughs>